are you team Jacob or are you team Edward? Based on this film alone, because I think this film alone, this film alone, are you team Jacob? Are you team Edward? Well, since I literally know nothing about Jacob right now, I'm team Edward. Um, so that could change. I don't know. I will use. I've never seen him. I will use your same reasoning and say, that's why I'm team Jacob. Because <laughs> <laughs> you met Edward. <laughs> This dude, Jacob, can't be as bad. (laughs) Cannot be as bad. Holy crap, we should watch that. I can't even hear myself recording. (laughs) Rumble in the the podcast. We got it, boys. What's up? Welcome to Everyone's a Real Critic. I'm Jose Garcia Chow alongside my co-host John Wolf here at EARC. We take a look at movies that have a 20% difference between the audience and the critic scores on Rotten Tomatoes. We break down the movie with our very own critique, dissect the critic and audience reviews, and decide who was closer to the real rating of the movie. Was it the critics or was it the audience? At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because everyone's a real critic. Follow us on our socials at EARCpod and make sure to join our Discord. We really want to hear from you. Did we miss anything? What stood out to you? Do you agree with the audience or the critics? But before we get to the sweet, sweet vampire and werewolf action or lack thereof, we like to break down and recommend to each other what we're watching this week. So without further ado... Let me introduce my beautiful co-host, John Wolf. John, before we talk about Twilight, what should we be watching this week? This week, so the new James Bond movie is coming out in September. So the the Daniel Craig version of James Bond. So I've been going back and rewatching all of the Daniel Craig movies. So so far, I've gotten Casino Royale and then watched Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace stinks not good it's not good no dude i remember i remember walking out of that theater i don't remember anything about the movie but i remember how i felt walking out of the theater after watching that movie how'd you feel it was like a sour taste in my mouth yeah it was very disappointing because it Mm -hmm. it starts off with two huge action action scenes sweating watching them heart pounding think you're going to be set up for a revenge tour from what happens in casino royale I don't care that I'm going to spoil it because I think the movie is almost 20 years old. So if you haven't seen it at this point, I don't really care. Uh, Maybe it's only 10 years old. Either way, don't care. You should see it by now. There's a 10-year statute of limitations, I think, that we're allowed to spoil things. So Girlfriend Dies in the First One. You're about to spoil this for me because I remember nothing about this movie. Girlfriend (laughs) Dies in the First One. So you think the second one, he's about to just go crazy and kill everyone. It happens in the first five minutes. And then after that, it's just dialogue. Really boring. Not not a captivating villain. Nothing happens. Who is the villain in that movie? Who plays the villain? I don't even remember. I turned it off. I didn't finish it. What? Yeah, I turned it wow. off. Wow. Fifteen minutes ago, too. Fifteen or twenty minutes. I like ago, the I idea, though. I like the idea of going back and rewatching all those Daniel Craig James Bond movies because um, I think this is going to be his last one in September. I think so too. So just skip Quantum of Solace. Just go right. Okay. Go right past. We'll it. do. Not worth it. What's the next one after Quantum of Solace again? I want to say because Casino Royale. Yes, that's right. Yeah. The one with the Adele song. Yeah. I think. No, that's yeah. Skyfall. Skyfall. Sorry. Holy crap! There's been four of them. Yeah, there's been four. This is the fifth. So Skyfall, I think, is the third one, and then Spectre is the one that came out a couple years ago. 
Is that the one where he gets chained to the chair and then just gets slammed in the balls repeatedly? That's Casino Royale. That's the first one. Oh, god. Damn. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to rewatch. With Le Chief. Le Chief. <laughs> yes. Hammers him yes, in the balls is, with a leather. Is it Mads Milkison too? It that is plays the bad guy. In the, yeah, dude, I love that guy. Yeah, he's great. He's he's an all time bad guy. guy. Yeah, I love that guy. So this week. I rewatched Bo Burnham's Inside. Have you seen that special that he has on Netflix? No, I haven't. I heard it's very sad, so I haven't really yeah. checked it out. It's it's very emotional. Um, at some points, disturbing. Yeah. But at the same time, it's hilarious and it's super like in its commentary of what it's like to be a millennial in an age where we're just surrounded by content and social media you know um the way that he manages to self-reflect in the film is interesting because it's, he's almost an everyman it is bo burnham so at the same time it's crazy clever and i can't get some of the songs out of my head that's what Do you, you, that ever happen to you? you never special. wake up in the morning and you just have a song stuck in your head oh all the time usually it's a kesha song oh of course yeah i know it's sad but it's really good maybe just listen to the songs on spotify then before we get into our discussion of twilight john you had never seen these movies before never seen them ever I, and i know that that's weird because they came out right when we were in high school but i have never seen the movies i i had a very basic knowledge going in that's crazy to me because you and i went to high school together yep this was like a phenomenon while we were in high school i cannot believe i did not know that i I can't believe i did not know that about you yeah it's a Um, fun fact it's an icebreaker i usually use and i can't use it anymore No, Hi, I'm John, and I've never seen Twilight. You popped your Twilight cherry. I did, And so we took a second this time to actually discuss with you what you thought Twilight was going to be about. Um, So let's see how accurate you were. We're going to cut to this pre-recorded conversation, and we'll see you guys right after. I want to pick your brain a little bit. How much do you actually know about this movie? Um, Go for it. Especially because you asked me this question earlier and it seemed like you were of the impression that there would be different kinds of mythical creatures at this high school and that they would all portray different high school stereotypes. So can you unpack that for me a little bit? (laughs) That's right. I assume it takes place in a high school, just twilight from what I've seen. There's a love story here waiting to be viewed, waiting to, to come at the heart's well, maybe not hearts if they're vampires. Do vampires have hearts? They have hearts, right? Because you have to stab through it with the wooden stake. Anyway, I was thinking that at this school, that instead of just normal teen stereotypes, they had different stereotypes of mythical creatures. So I thought the werewolves, probably the jocks, right? They're the ones, <laughs> the big guys, Harry doing the sports and the big, the big liftings and stuff. I thought... The vampires are probably, what did I say? The vampires, well, no, originally I had the vampires as the drama kids just because they're so moody and whatever. They're probably, they're probably more like the emo kids, you know, that listen to like My Chemical Romance at the school. Skinny jeans, chains, leather jackets. Yes. Mm -hmm. The popular, like the, the, the cheerleaders are fairies. 
Yeah, that's a good point. I thought I definitely think the witches are thespians now. They're the ones in drama. They're just conjuring mm-hmm. stuff. They're really over the top. They're a little bit too much. I get it. You had an idea yeah. that like Twilight was like Halloween Town Seven or whatever, the one where like they all come to like regular person high school. Yeah, Twilight. <laughs> Twilight High. <laughs> Twilight High. <laughs> I should just flat out predict the movie before we even see. Yeah, it. yeah. Give us some. Give us some uh, predictions. What do you think is gonna happen? So I'm gonna just predict the first one for now. Yes. I think Kristen Stewart, Robert Pattinson. He comes into this high school. He's the new guy at high school. She's a loser. He comes in, totally not interested in her. She's super interested in him. And then what happens? is they start dating because some other girl comes in and she's not as cool and breaks Robert Pat. You know what it is? She was a vampire. So Robert (laughs) is not into vampires anymore. He's like, I just want a normal girl. I'm trying to chill, trying to get married for (laughs) eternal life so my dad Dracula can be proud of me because his dad Dracula, not proud of him, loser vampire, too moody, too unfocused to do what it takes to take over the world and live up to the Dracula name. Oh my God. I love this. I'm also going to say, go out on a limb and say that he doesn't live in a coffin. He lives in a totally normal house and it's just a big creepy house, but he never goes in a coffin in this movie. (laughs) All right. right. I say we wrap this up. Let's go watch the movie and uh, future Jose and John back to you. (laughs) Thanks John and Jose. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, what an interesting take from those two guys, huh? They're great. They are pretty good, huh? <laughs> How about that John guy? Uh, man, pretty spot Dude, on. You were so close. <laughs> you pretty... were so close. When you said that you thought that Edward was going to be the first guy, like he yeah. comes to the school. That's when I, when I was thinking that moment, I was like, you have no idea how close you are. So close. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So Twilight, if you haven't seen it yet, again, spoiler alert, you should have seen it by now. I mean, only real losers haven't seen it at this point. (laughs) So (laughs) you're missing out on a big piece of culture. The movie itself, I would say, overall, we should set the tone. From critics, it got a 49%. Audience, 73%. So it it fits right in our wheelhouse of that 20% difference. And... You know, when we look at movies, we're look usually we're critiquing it on narrative. You know, what the hell's going on? Do I care about these people? That would be the characters. Sometimes a dialogue. Is this thing dragging on? The pace and flow. And then usually we we critique it on you know how many times you picked up your phone. Did I pick up my phone at all? Like, was I in this movie? Is it engaging? How was it? So let's just start with the characters right off the bat. I think I I kind of hit hit it spot on with my guests earlier i mean we meet bella right away dude we meet bella right away she is the epitome of teen angst i would say to the extreme level she maybe that's why her acting is a bit stale like but it's bad um and she has a lot of mouth movement like you know she loves my oh for sure yeah what do you think (laughs) bella loves my chemical romance she's very into modest mouse you know she's she's like do you think she's a my chemical romance girl or more of a panic at the disco 
I guess you don't have to choose. Probably Panic at the Disco because in that there's there's a flashback scene where you see <laughs> you see the Cullens like interacting with uh, oh. the Native Americans mm-hmm. that live in Washington and they're all dressed yeah. and it's like sepia and they're all dressed yeah, they like are. Panic at the Disco <laughs> band members. <laughs> they have, like yeah. hats and like vests. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what are your thoughts of Bella? Did you so, care about her? Or? I was trying to figure out what she was feeling constantly in this movie. Like, I don't think that she was a very engaging no. protagonist. Hot take. Sorry. Um, didn't do it for me, dude. She she is constantly doing this thing with her lips. She looks like she's just twitching all the time. She, she looks constipated is what I was telling my sister when I was watching. She just looks constipated all the time. Yeah, for people listening, John Wolf is doing his best impression of Bella right now, and you look like or it, yeah. you need a, you need a it solid looks... one of these too. <sighs> oh yeah, <laughs> I wrote that she looks like Jim Halpert, who's suffering from diarrhea. That's how much her face and her mouth is moving. <laughs> it's insane. The other thing that's insane about Bella that I had a tough time buying into her character is she is so unfazed by everything she figures out that these are all vampires there's one point where edward says oh i really like watching you sleep she gets in a big fight with vampires and seems unfazed by all of it nothing scares her she runs into four guys that are clearly about to be up to no good around her not phased she totally expects to be saved by everything it made no sense to me Maybe this is on purpose, maybe not. I think she's a blank person for any teenage girl to mm. put herself in because like just a canvas, just an every just an every woman, you know, so that maybe like, ooh, that could be me falling in love with yeah. with Edward, you know? Just because she has no personality. In fact, the movie goes out of its way to give her a personality after the fact by the voiceover. The voiceover is such a crutch yeah. for the character. It's the only re it's the only way that they can convey to us what Bella is thinking is by literally telling you because there's no way you can infer it from the look on Kristen Stewart's face. Yeah, the movie does a lot of spelling it out. It is constantly spelling things out. In fact, it Googles stuff for you. Yeah, later on. Yeah, it does. (laughs) The first sentence, I knew that I I was in for something. When the movie opens and it's using Bella's voiceover, right? And it... And she says, mm-hmm. I've never given much thought to how I would die. That's how it starts. Strap in. I was ready. When is she dying? Which is interesting because she has multiple near-death experiences. It seems like she constantly has near-death She does, but never <laughs> dies. Spoiler alert, she never dies, which also makes no sense. So she goes, I never put much thought how I would die, but dying in the place of someone I love seems like a good way to go. You know what I just realized? I forgot that the movie starts like that, by the way. But she says that same line later. They like yeah. they like they bring it back as if it's gonna tie a yeah. bow in the movie. It doesn't. <laughs> yes. Spoiler alert: she does not die. Nor does she. What are you really talking about? She almost gets hit by a truck. Die. She almost gets raped by the five men in Forks, Washington. I think the biggest thing that's relevant with all of the characters in this movie, especially Bella. Is there just seems to, that's an interesting take that you brought up. Maybe she's a blank canvas. 
I didn't think she was relatable. Maybe it's because I'm not a teenage girl, though. But I didn't think she was relatable because there was no conflict she went through that I could relate to. There are pieces of conflict. They almost get there, right? Her weird family dynamics, having to leave her mom. Her mom's traveling a lot. She goes to her dad, who's not really present in her life, it feels like. She's in a new town, going to a new school where people could make fun of her, but they don't. Somehow everyone's weirdly sexually attracted to Bella as soon as she shows up to town, which is a weird problem that I've certainly had to deal with at at some points (laughs) in my life, but I don't think a lot of people have. Um, That must be so hard. It must be so hard for you. It it was, yeah. (laughs) And it still is. I mean, try going outside after COVID. You know, I was just at Trader Joe's and everyone was trying to bag me in the the aisle, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you bring up a good point. (laughs) At Trader Joe's or? No, 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 not at Trader Joe's. I'm thinking about, so I never quite understood what Bella wanted and and then when she f- only ever reacts to things is when like Edward says no like hey I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you or whatever and then she's like no you know like then we get a little bit out of her but she never seems to be phased you said this before she's unfazed she's not phased at all about the fact that she's in a new town about no. that she's like living with her dad she shows her dad by the way no affection at all and then it's so sad he doesn't deserve her he doesn't deserve no. any of this. He's way, you know? Yeah, he's, he's he needs too, a real daughter. He needs somebody who's going to appreciate that truck that he gave her. You know? Right? Dude, yeah. he was the best. She was Anyways. just like, oh, cool. Yeah, dude, she's so mean to her dad um, for no reason. And she seems entirely unfazed. Like, she seems entirely unfazed by her relationship with her mom and her stepdad. You know, yeah. anybody else would probably be struggling at a new school. She seems totally fine. She doesn't care, yeah. you know. No. Um, and, and and again, it was difficult for me to understand their passion for each other because it's not like they spent any time together prior to them professing their love slash accepting that he's a vampire. Like, John, I've known you for ten years. If you told me tomorrow you were a vampire, I'd accept you. But if I knew you for Thanks, three man. days. And you told me, hey, by the way, I'm a vampire. I'd be like, get the fuck away from me, dude. Why is she so willing to spend time with this guy? He's a he's and he tells her constantly. He's constantly telling her, you should stay away from me. If, stay away from me. Oh, he says it. If it's you so know funny because he's constantly insulting her. He's like, yeah, <laughs> it's real. Yeah. He's like. Everybody in here has got thoughts in their head except for you. <laughs> yeah. What's you wrong thoughtless with you? woman. <laughs> He's also like, if you're smart at all, if you have a brain at all, you would stay away from me. And then she's like, literally like three lines later, she's like, maybe we should just hang out. <laughs> We're sort of beating around the bush. Let's like get into Edward and the Collins and just right. vampires in general. Vampire lore in this movie is very strange. It seems made up when it doesn't really have to be yeah vampires aren't made up they're totally real no vampires are real but i mean just the different (laughs) ways they go about vampire lore in this movie is a bit strange but let's let's start with edward and the collins the first time they showed up i immediately saw right through uh, they're so pale they're all 30 they're all beautiful 
mm-hmm. extremely beautiful. And the excuse they have for them being weird and pale in this town is that they're from Alaska. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And nobody, they're, everyone's like, yeah, check out makes those sense. Alaska. You know, I've never yeah. met an Inuit, but that looks like one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, everyone's like, oh yeah, Alaskan, that checks out here. Yeah. No problems. Oh, that's the Cullen family. And it's like, he just takes a bunch of random kids and makes them his own kids from Alaska. Mm-hmm. And they just all look pale. And they're all really beautiful. And there's two, there's a brother and sister, but they're like dating. And it's totally cool because yeah. they're new age and fun and whatever. But don't talk to them. It's don't bizarre because the so movie tries weird. to justify it real quick when the little kid, when the little kids, when the actual high school looking people that are sitting in the cafeteria say mm-hmm. um yeah it's weird though they live in the same house i don't know i hope that mr cullen adopts me next remember and i'm like do you like that's so weird <laughs> it's so bizarre um and you're right they look like they're 30 years old when they walked in those doors and you see them for the yeah. first time and it's like slow-mo like like a music video starts yeah i was um, like oh shoot like damn who are they over there and are they mal- yeah. are they okay they look like they- yeah they're all really <laughs> sick and they're wearing white God, which doesn't that help guy at have all a fever oh dude it's so cold yeah <laughs> totally cool i'm from alaska our blood mm-hmm. runs cold this is yeah. the hundredth time i've been through high school for some reason i love um, coming back you know we've we've matriculated a lot like that's another thing about the cullens they all look like they're 30 years old. Why do they want to go to high school again? Edward says, you know, the earlier we start in school, the longer we can stay in a town. And I'm like, that doesn't really make any sense because you look no like sense. an adult. Yeah, you can't start as a fifth grader. Yeah. You look like a 30-year-old. What age would you want to be immortal? Like, if you could pick. Oh, like if, if I got turned into age. a vampire? Um, yeah, yeah. And you got to pick your age. Probably like 28. 25 yeah. to 28 is a good range, I think. Yeah, I'd you say know, late prime 20s. of your life. Um, yeah. I wouldn't want to be 17, but no, hell no. it's too young. You look like a baby. I mean, unless you're Edward Cullen, apparently when he was 17, he looked like a 30-year-old. So Yeah, then, then you're set. Yeah, nice. I think late 20s is good. I just I wouldn't want to go to school. I just want to be chilling, you know? Yeah. Low profile. No Dude, really and you don't sleep, so you have all of this time. Well, do he doesn't you sleep. Want. I thought vampires, I vampires just don't sleep. They just According to the lore of this movie. yeah. In this movie, but mm-hmm. this movie's silly. They also have <laughs> diamond skin. That, that, that's the other thing about the vampire. Like, if you're going to just have them be in this sleepy, overcast town, just go with the normal stuff. If it's sunny, let their skin burn. But it's not even sunny in this town. They don't even have to worry about that. To go out of their way to to give them an excuse of having diamond glittery skin and then if that hits the sun then people would know they're vampires because their skin glitters that just seems way more work than's necessary if they had just been if they had asked like oh you're a vampire how are you outside and he's just oh it's overcast if the sun's blocked the if the clouds block the sun we're good okay cool no problem you know i think that maybe edward and I hesitate to say this because I know that the writers probably didn't give this much thought, but he seems to me like an analogy for somebody who's abstinent. 
because he's constantly like his his whole thing is that he is abstaining from fucking bella basically it seems like that's the metaphor here is that he's abstinent and he's like oh no like i can't even touch you i can't but i'm so tempted by you you know and she's just like down and he's like remember when he like jumps off the bed he's like and he says he tells her to stop it as if she's fucking on top of it get off me stop it Dude, not even then. The first time they lock eyes in the lab, oh my God, I lost I it. So I hard. had no idea. What is going on here? He clearly had something going on. He absolutely creamed his pants on sight, which is uh-huh. insane. Have you ever done that? Um, Not without a lot of effort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you can do that. I definitely yeah. haven't. Yeah. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night, though, and it's... Just Edward is there. Um, <laughs> he's probably... He's, it's because of Edward. He snuck in your room. Oh, I yeah, like to watch uh, you sleep. He's just watching me sleep. <laughs> Dude, when he said that... Can you imagine? Creepy. Can you imagine? And she wakes up and sees him, and he's just staring mm-hmm. at her. Can you imagine she woke up and he had the same face on that he did in the lab the first time they locked eyes? She, she just wakes up from a weird dream. And I think someone's watching me and then looks across the room and he's just... <laughs> What's he doing? I don't know. Why is he making that face I, at me? I kind of wish they had like shown him watching her sleeping and she's just like looks horrible. She's like drooling like her yeah. her limbs are flailed all over the bed. He's like, "Yeah, I like to yeah. watch you sleep. It's wild. You're crazy." Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> she's thrashing. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I think it's fascinating. <laughs> um again, I I when I think about Edward and Bella, like it's just so weird to me that um it seems like she just falls in love with him because he wants her so bad. You know, they don't really seem to have a lot of chemistry. They don't really anything seem like in they common. anything in nothing common. In yeah. Common. Well, and, and it's interesting that you say that because we don't even know what these characters, who they are, what they like. You know, what motivates them? We have no idea. Exactly. What motivates them? What is what change? Did they go through any change in this film? No, not really. Except that at the end. Edward learns that he can control himself. <laughs> He's like, turns right. out I can control myself around you. Pretty wild. Um, yeah. Insane. She learns nothing, though. It's crazy the uh, because, Edward, I wasn't thinking more of the, the abstinence angle. I was looking at it for control. Um, and sort of the whole point of the Cullen family is this guy brings them in to become, what do they call it, vegetarians or vegans? They yeah, stop they eating vegetarians. They stop is, eating humans and only eat animals, which is not how vegetarianism works. But in this movie, we'll go with it. And so it sort of seemed like he was dealing with the Fisher friends, not food mentality that they use in Nemo. You know, so I thought that was pretty much it. But like you said, same as Bella, we have no. There was a lot of moments again, like Bella where they could have taken time to really give us an idea of what's going on here. With Edward, with the Cullens, there is that flashback, the weird one with the Jacobs family and the the natives on the land, but we have no idea. We're just supposed to assume that they came 
just the four of them, five of them came at the same time and then yeah. kicked off all of the Native Americans from the reservation. I'm not sure right. why that happened. I'm not yeah. sure why there's this beef of the other one vampire who runs around with the shirt off eating people. Like, it, Well, that seemed very that shoehorned in. It seemed like the movie at that yeah. point, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Like, Yeah, yeah. This, this is something we'll talk about more when we're talking about narrative. Like, um, it seemed like they needed to figure out something to create a climax all of a sudden um, yeah. to make it exciting and then wrap it all up. Um, because instead of choosing to give, you know, these characters motivation, the movie kind of focuses on just them lusting after each other and staring at each other for the first 40 plus minutes. When right. honestly they were they could have set up something where Bella comes in and she you know she just lost her mom and her stepdad and she's in a foreign place you know so she's probably seeking connection right like yeah. if if they had shown us that she felt alone first you know then we would have understood a little bit more why she was grasping towards a relationship with someone, you know, like the movie could have tried to do something like that. Instead, it doesn't show her alone at all. In fact, everybody is super interested in being friends with Bella or hooking up with Bella, which is crazy because usually vampires have that power, right? So vampires generally attract humans that they're just, they can't control themselves. They want to get around. They want to be around. And it seems like Bella has that about her with everybody else. We'll call it BDE. Big dick energy, as they say. (laughs) Bella has I was like, Bella, Bella what? No, big dick energy. No. No, she carries an immense amount of BDE. Yeah, she's just exude. She's exuding BDE. It could have been a lot better, na- like character-wise, if it had decided to give Bella any sort of want, motivation. There's no hero's journey in this movie for Bella. There is no hero's journey even for, for Edward. No. Edward. Like we said, the only conflict within Edward is that he really wants Bella and he wants to eat Bella. Um, and, but he here's the thing. He doesn't eat Bella at all. I mean, even when he, in the climax, has to drink Bella's blood, that is the closest thing to conflict that we see for these characters at all. Other than that, right. it's just him, you know, carrying her on his back <laughs> and whooshing through the, wo- the woods. I didn't yeah, realize that, that vampires could fly. <laughs> but here's the thing. These vampires can only fly about three inches off the ground, and no, they have to pretend to be speed. running at the same time. <laughs> He had the super speed. Well, I think vampires can fly. They just have to turn into bats first. Can these Isn't vampires turn into bats? I don't know. I don't even think they're vampires. <laughs> There's something else. <laughs> yeah, they're totally made up, whatever yeah. they are. In addition to the Collins, there seems to be, we're hinted at this other species of mm-hmm. beast that's in this town. And I picked up on that immediately. It was not a secret. Jacob is that one guy that has a terrible secret that no one cares about, but he so desperately mm-hmm. wants people to ask him about his secret. So he just keeps like dropping hints all the time. Every chance he gets, he mentions a wolf. It is so dumb. 
Oh yeah. It, it immediate. There's one point where Bella is going to school and is immediately flocked by every male at the school, of course, because they all want to bang her. And Jacob walks up and he goes, leave you alone for two minutes and the wolves are after you, huh? <laughs> and I looked at the television at that point and I just said, we get it, dude. You're a werewolf. We get it. Like, <laughs> relax. <laughs> but he never, the annoying part is you never get the payoff in the movie that he is a werewolf. You just assume because he makes all the jokes and they talk about it. And the same thing we we talk about with the Cullens is they have all of this history, this motivation, this narrative, and it seems like Jacob and Edward are both trying to protect Bella from something, but we have no idea what that is. Yeah. And the Jacob side, it never comes. I think they're, it's each other. It almost seems useless. Yeah, they're trying yeah, they're trying to beef. There's some kind of mm-hmm. beef there, but we don't really know what it's about. I'm glad you brought that up because um, when this movie came out, the big thing that everybody was talking about was, are you Team Jacob or are you Team Edward? Which okay. is interesting. I do remember those shirts at Hot Topic. Do you remember those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they would literally just plaster them on themselves, Team Edward, Team Jacob. I think that's interesting because there's barely any Jacob in this movie. Well, he's there. It's just why. Why mm-hmm. are you here? There's no I, point. I, there's no, exactly. So, like, what what is the argument like, yeah. I genuinely don't understand why you would choose one or the other. You know who I, I think I'm team um, the Asian guy. <laughs> that guy yeah, seems like a lot cool. of fun. He's, yeah, he's, he, was cool. he, he seemed like the, a nice guy, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, all of the ancillary friends, again, I don't know why they were there. There, there was, because there was no point in the movie where Bella was an outcast or didn't fit in, she immediately was loved. I want to move to this town. Yeah. Anytime I go to it because people she is so immediate, she's embraced. Yeah. Embraced immediately. By everybody. Everyone. Everyone. Everyone remembers her when she's five. She mm-hmm. goes to the diner. Blueberry pie. Remember? You don't remember me, but you're the best thing I've ever met in my life. I yeah. think about you every day. So incredible. I don't get it. She is so Spot meek. On. Like what a meek character. She's doing nothing. She does to nothing for anyone. No. Nothing. No. And she, she only thinks about she only thinks about Edward. Like there's all of this stuff happening behind her. Like literally there's all this stuff happening behind her constantly. It must have been so funny to be to direct this movie because you were you had to just tell all of those ancillary friends, like all those high school characters, just run around. Just jump around in the background and just do just do teen things. Just what do teens do? They climb up on stuff and they push each other and they hit on each other and you know, like just just do teen stuff in the background. And so, like, then you just see the guy in the letterman, and he's just, like, like he's just <laughs> jumping around. And none of it matters. Like you none said, of it matters. The, two, the two guys ask her to prom, and she just says no. And then they're just, okay, sounds good. We'll just go back to how we were before then and then yeah. ask the, the two girls that we had a crush on for what seems like a long time. Oh, we'll just go ask the two up. girls that we actually have a relationship with. Yeah, that we like. And we <laughs> yeah. were, I thought, dating before that. The, the two, Mike and Jessica, when Bella shows up, Jessica is the cheerleader. Um, Which was Jessica? Oh, Anna Kendrick? Uh, Anna Kendrick. Okay. And she gives a look to Bella right away where I thought, oh, okay, maybe she'll run into some trouble. Popular girl, There's they're going to butt heads or something. Nope. No, I don't even know what that look was about because 
clearly Mike still I hope Mike and Jessica get married. I thought they were great for each other. They actually had uh, some good chemistry. They seem to actually really like each other, honestly. Um, and we were talking about before, we were talking about Jacob and his dad, who just are here. And it was interesting, and I think this maybe we should get into Chief Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Charlie, Chief of Charlie, Police Chief Dad, Swan. Charlie. Yes. So I, 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 was, <laughs> I was thinking that the, the chief in the wheelchair, his friend, Jacob's dad, and Bella's dad, they're somehow connected, good friends, because oh, Jacob's, yeah. dad, Jacob's dad gives them a truck for Bella for her birthday upon showing up, or not well, even Charlie birthday, buys it. Charlie buys it from, from Jacob's still, dad, and then, that's a, but that's a have you ever deal. seen two grown men play fight like that before? Do you remember in that scene, like, yeah, he shows yeah. up? And then they're like, hey, hey, what's up, guy? Yeah. And they're like play punching at each other. Like, bro, the guy's in yeah. the fucking wheelchair and he's like dodging him around. He's dodging yeah. around him. Like, Come and get me. Whoa. It was fun, right? Like, yeah. uh, when I saw I that, thought I was, was like, I just want to watch this movie about Charlie. Yeah. Like, I did think it was dad. weird where he had the, the red flag and he was flapping it at the, the guy in the wheelchair mm-hmm. and then he would fly past and then he would, you know. Like, they're children. Like, the, yeah. the two grown men, but they're kids. Treating him um, like a bull. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was funny. Um, Charlie, again, to me, like, was probably the most developed character in this movie. You know, he has a clear want and need, and it's his relationship with his daughter, who had previously been taken away from him, you know, and so now he's nervous that she's back, and, um, and like, it's clear, it's clear that this man in this movie has a personality. <laughs> and it's wild to me that he gave birth to this stone, just gargle. Like, she's just a statue of a, of a person. There's nothing yeah, he, there. He was great. I, it's the same, same story here, though, right? As all of the other characters. There are moments where they could give these characters real personality to, to drive the story, give us conflict, Give us something, right? So I was sort of teasing that Jacob's dad and and Charlie already being friends. If there's this tension between the werewolf community and the vampire community, how is Charlie not aware? He has no idea. And, yeah. and then when Bella's hanging out with the Collins, it there's never really a... He doesn't really care. He's just... Oh, okay, cool. You're hanging out with the Collins, and then they well, they give him that toward... scene where he takes the gun. He has the gun when Edward comes, you know, which is a funny dad scene. Um, but you're right; like he never really, dude. It's funny how an hour and a half into this movie, because this is a two hour long movie, it's insane. Um, is when the f- story actually starts going, you know, and 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 Charlie does react in that point to Edward being around but prior to that he couldn't care less where his daughter is the attempt at having bella's father figure in the movie be the chief of police or some sheriff whatever you can see where they're going where at some point bella would then have to choose you know my dad my boyfriend and then if boyfriend is some kind of criminal does something wrong there's that tension there, right? That familial tension where, okay, my dad is true. He's he's the savior. But then there's his boyfriend who's a savior, but he does bad things. 
that never really happened. Mm-hmm. The other thing I thought maybe would happen is you mentioned he never really left the small town. So he's nervous of Bella coming, I think, because his wife mentions or, or Bella tells him off at one point that his wife left because he was too afraid to leave the small town. We should have spent a little bit of time on that. Like we should have seen Charlie, you know, be like, I'm scared to lose you. Like I lost yeah. your mom or I, and then he does say like, I don't want to lose you again or something, you know, but um, I don't know. I, there, there's the biggest problem with characters in this movie is that it seems like it was so close to giving us developed character like like they actually do lay some of the groundwork they just never expand on it you know so we never get there no we never get there and and the movie just seems concerned with this quote-unquote love story between edward and bella which i honestly don't think exists um there was yeah let's get in let's let's get into that yeah let's get into a little bit of what the movie is actually we that's the plot of the film right right the plot of the the film Right. It's that, um, you know, Bella, a native Arizonian <laughs> who looks right. like she never steps out in the sun. No. Uh, she is put her mom sells. I don't know. I don't I don't really understand. The, this is another thing I wanted to talk about. I don't understand where the mom is going and why and why Bella can't come along with them. She's following, the mom is following her boyfriend, husband, her new love interest, who is a minor league baseball player from city to city. I miss that. So they, they, I'm not sure if he just became a love interest or just became a minor league baseball player, but the thought. I think it's her stepdad. She says stepdad, so they must be married. Well, then this must not be something new. So now they've decided that they want to give Bella some stability. So she's moving to Forks. Gotcha. Instead of bouncing around minor league stadium to minor league stadium, which is a lavish lifestyle, I imagine minor league baseball being. You know, one day you're playing mm-hmm. the the Frankfurt Squiddle Worms, and then you're <laughs> heading on over to is that a real Omaha. is that a real uh, baseball team? The Frankfurt Squiddle Worms, probably. <laughs> wow, I have a new favorite baseball team. The, yeah. <laughs> then you're out to the Omaha Beavers, you know. Next oh yeah, week, so the Omaha yeah. Beavers. Yeah, okay, cool. Money. So anyways, yeah, um, Bella it moves to Forks, Washington, where she falls in love with a mysterious, alluring 30-year-old man-child. Um, but when two when another gang of vampires catches onto her scent, they become obsessed with tracking her down the most dangerous game humans (laughs) and the cullens have to protect her and murder the other vampires that's my best attempt at summer trying to summarize what this movie is about you know thanks that last part though about the vampires isn't introduced until the last like 30 minutes of the movie and then it moves very quickly from like all of a sudden, Bella is in Phoenix with um, the constipated vampire, Jasper, and the fortune-telling vampire, Alice, whose visions are apparently never actually correct. Um, right. She can see the future, but it changes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, disclaimer, 
hey, I can see the future. I can. But I should let you know, it changes. It's like at on least at least do. Raven's visions like yeah. came to life, but it's never the way she thought. No, this woman right. cannot see the future. She can see possibilities. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it could happen. Yeah, I, I can know. see the future. Maybe sometimes it doesn't always come true. So like, what you just have visions like of nothing, like because they're not, they're not gonna come true. <laughs> Do you think she's surprised when it does happen? Do yeah. You think she's like, oh shit. I love I got a, that one, right? I love how they introduce yeah. her. And she's like, she starts saying it's it's so it's so basic uh f- like fortune teller dialogue. You know, like they do it in the Matrix too. When he comes to see the fortune teller, she's like, We're gonna be great friends, you know. I'll see you soon. You know, she's just like these vague like future things. <laughs> and I wish she would have said something like I wish she would have said something like in the Matrix. She's like, "Don't worry about the vase. What vase? <laughs> Knocks it over, falls." <laughs> then I would have given her a little bit more credit because what she actually predicts never comes true. It right? sort of did, but like she said, it sort of came true, but not really. That's that's the worst power ever. I think if you could have any one of their powers, John. Which one do you think you'd want? Of their made-up vampire powers? Yeah, you know how apparently they all have, like, individual vampire powers, like, on top of their vampirism? Yeah. Because that's needed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Edwards uh, is that he can read minds. Alice can see into the future. Right. What are the rest of them? Probably super smell. One of them has a... (laughs) One of them has a, a toenail that grows long faster longer than the other ones that's what they don't tell you in superpower world is that sometimes you just get a shitty superpower you know yeah what's your superpower uh i don't have to blink my (laughs) eyes water themselves (laughs) (laughs) okay 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 i'm resistant to plaque build up in my teeth that's my superpower i don't have to go to the dentist so Jasper, he can feel and influence the feelings of those around him. Uh, I don't know who Jane is or Alec. Um, James was a just a powerful sensory overload. Yeah, he was the smelling one. He was yeah. the one they kill. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude, there are. I'm sorry. There's a. There are so many vampires in this movie. <laughs> in these. Well, in these we've movies. only we've only met a few of them. Yeah. Hit me. Hit me with some powers. What do they got? So that's what I'm looking. So. Some of them look like they can, they can just stop others from reading minds. It looks like one of them can uh, influence others with her thoughts. Albe- and it says, albeit subconsciously, which is funny because the power of persuasion. I mm. mean, everybody's got that power if, you, if you're a good, yeah. good speaker, but... Uh, Jasper, like I said, can feel and influence feelings around him. Again, that's like a human thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can intuit people's emotions. These powers suck. <laughs> I'd probably read minds, I guess. If I had to pick, I'd probably read minds. Yeah, I think I would take reading minds. Honestly, yeah. I don't even know if I want any of these powers. Uh, okay, let's go back to talking about the plot, though, because yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's so funny decide like the choices that it makes to move the plot forward biggest i'm glad you biggest said that. one for me baseball game love that whoa wait before the baseball game 
we almost hit on it. So the different way, let's the baseball game. Let's save for the the finale because that is just a great way to bring everyone together and end a movie. I'm already so, talking too much about it. So the way the yeah. movie progresses things forward is it will either literally, 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 literally spell it out through Bella's voiceovers in between mm-hmm. scenes, or they will literally Google it for you as to oh what's going on. And God. they show the screen. I know that is your, you have a few pet peeves, but one of them I know is in a movie when they put a computer screen or a phone screen that reads and has text of exactly what they're going to do in the plot or to yes. move the plot forward. Yes. I hated how it spelled it out for us as if we didn't just sit through 45 minutes of Bella learning these things. Like, oh my gosh, the screen literally says things like cold. <laughs> yeah. Strand. <laughs> right. She doesn't Google vampire. She types in the symptoms, like like she's WebMDing symptoms uh, that Edward has. Gross-looking, pasty skin, cold, super strength, and then it shows the cut. Oh of him my god, dude, fast. dude, super and, and strong. Not it, it doesn't. It doesn't even. Yeah. She starts with a book, like the, oh, she right. has a book that she then Google's the book for. <laughs> like she doesn't even read the book. She like Google's what the book is about. And then it brings her down the, the, the this chain uh, that leads to vampires, which they don't even say the fucking word vampire until 50 minutes into the movie. It's insane. Like, I wish I could say it was a compelling lead up, but no. There was nothing there. No. And and the whole And then thing, he throws like of... a tantrum. It was so yeah. I was laughing so hard when he goes, he goes, everything about me. It's designed to bring people like you in, you know? And then he starts, and then he just, and then he jumps onto a rock and he goes, as if I, as if I couldn't catch you if I wanted. And then he like grabs a branch and he throws it. (laughs) And she's just standing there like, she's just standing there like a blank fucking slight, just the blankest look in her eye. And then she goes, I'm not as scared. I'm not scared of you or something. And he's like, say it. Say it. Vampire. Vampire. (laughs) Why are we always in the woods? It's raining out here. Dude, it's like literally raining on top of Robert Pattinson and what's like he's soaking wet and they're trying to have a conversation. And then the only oh god, this was another thing I thought. I'm so sorry I'm on a roll here, but oh my god. And then um it, the movie does this thing when, uh, where in another movie would be very vital to character development is is like when two people are interacting, it fat it like montages through it, and it voiceovers, and you see their mouths talking like they're having like a like, engaging conversation. I was just like, show me that conversation because I haven't seen them say anything engaging to each other at all, dude. You're just blowing past the parts where we're going to connect with these characters. <laughs> it's so annoying. It was so annoying. So another thing that ticks me off about that is that these these characters never seem to be having a good time together. You know, it's like, that's what's missing in this movie. It's the part where they actually fall in love. Like, because every conversation they have is so serious. Before they, he tells her that he's a vampire, 
she's just like why don't you freaking like me dude like what's going on and then she just decides it's okay that he's a vampire like that's yeah that's what i don't understand the movie doesn't spend any time showing us that these characters actually dig each other showing them showing us that they have you know that they that they're connecting or anything for us to like for us to get to the part in a regular romantic movie where you know some conflict breaks them apart you know in the beginning of the third act so that they can then come back together you know like that doesn't really happen in this film which is so frustrating i remember there's one scene where they're in the woods again and the camera like pans up and out like it does this god shot and they're just like laying on the grass together and i'm like that's the most fun that they've ever had together is just laying together staring at each other they're not saying anything to each other they're just staring at each other (laughs) So they're not talkers they're starers they're, they're starers yeah john how do you think that we should introduce these vampires to the cullens you uh, know what's like a well, fun way we can have these vampires yeah meet the cullens um yeah let me think about it wait so vampires because i think we should do a baseball game <laughs> dark yeah well duh because the cullens big into baseball it makes total sense because they also only play baseball in a huge field in the middle of nowhere with their matching uniforms. And then it also makes sense that this other vampire crew knows exactly where they play baseball during the daytime and that they would all come together. Yeah. During a sense. thunderstorm. Sorry. You, 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 I think we should do it during a thunderstorm because they're so strong that when they right. hit the ball, it's going to hit sound like a thunder yeah you know it only makes sense it's only the most logical thing to do yeah yeah is um we we brought up we brought up baseball before with the dad so let's make the cullens also like baseball you know bring it home because clearly bella loves baseball you know she's a huge baseball one thing she loves she loves baseball and she loves little tiny potted cactus i love that it all happens at baseball i love that edward it, it wants to introduce Bella to his family and she's totally cool with that. And they're totally cool meeting her. No one's weirded out about it. No one has any sense of, Hey Edward, we're actually vampires and you could compromise everything that we're doing in this town. Um, by telling this one chick that you're dating for a couple days that we're mm-hmm. all vampires and then we're gonna have to go to another town and start all over. My favorite part is this is supposed to be a huge showdown, battle against vampires, and the two other vampires that the main bad guy comes with, James, they bail on him so quick. The so Cullens, the Cullens hit him with a yo, we're actually not about killing people. And the other two vampires that are with this one guy. They're, they're just like, oh, good point. Yeah, we're not about killing people either. Sorry, dude. Good luck. Yeah, we're out, dude. We're yeah. just going to go to the next town and kill people. Or not. I don't know. And then as the Do you guys have any room in your family leave, for me? <laughs> yeah, I'm down, dude. Or like, do you I'm, only I'm, accept from pale Alaska? blondes? Yeah. <laughs> uh, only the pale blondes. As a viewer, you're supposed to believe this one guy is going to then take on seven or eight other vampires. And yeah. we're supposed to totally buy into that which makes no sense the 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 entire plot of the movie makes no sense it builds up to nothing and mm-hmm. then even the biggest point where in the beginning you hear bella say talking about how she's gonna die and it's so worth dying for someone that she loves and then we get to the end 
and she never even dies. No. Terrible plot. If you could change one thing about the plot to make it feel more cohesive, what would it be? Um, I'd probably get rid of a lot of the of the beginning with Bella and 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 um, with Bella and Edwards. I hate to call it courting because it's yeah. not really. Uh, it's I would coming. probably, dude. I would cut that down by a lot. Um, yeah. And I would also probably like make the other vampire seem like more of a threat more often in the beginning. You know, like it the movie again, the movie almost does it. It almost peaks on it because it go it has Dr. Cullen comes out and is like, Oh yeah, it was attacked by an animal, you know, like we needed that to be more of a thing. We needed more of Charlie tracking them down to be more of a thing, so that it felt like there were actual stakes, you know, like I would never really worried about Bella or Charlie or anybody in town, really, because the movie isn't worried about them either. The movie is just worried about convincing you that Edward and Bella are in love, even though they just both look like just some sick people that need to eat a cheeseburger and mm. stay out in the sun for a little while, you know? Um, well, they'd sparkle. Too much. What about the, what about you? What would you the change? one thing? Yeah, the one thing I would change is I would have the vampire killing crew kill one of the Collins or yeah Charlie. I would have them kill the dad or one of the Collins. I would have been that so bring, sad. That would have bring a lot together, right? So Bella would either then be really brought into the Colin family, like they would look after her, they would take care of her. And that would add an element there. And maybe she would then have resentment against vampires if it happened before she knew they existed. And then she's absolutely into I mean, a home of vampires. Hello? I think there could be a thing there. Think, but, or if they killed um, one of the Colons, uh, the dad or one of the, you know, again, same thing, revenge. Yeah. Some, some kind of. I agree. Because kind of so there. it would make me so sad if Charlie had passed, if they murdered Charlie. But, but he's the only one you care about. So. Exactly, dude. That's ex- that's what I was going to say. Like, But then the movie would have actually made me feel something. you know? Because right. all I really felt while I was watching this movie was, well, I'll be honest, sheer joy because I was laughing fucking constantly and um, yeah. annoyance. <laughs> I would say the engagement overall when we look at the engagement of the movie, it was not engaging, but I could not look away. Yeah, And I think it was because I wanted to see, there was part of me that wanted to see if this movie was going to become something. Yeah. And then there was the other part of me that just couldn't believe that what I was watching was something that was so popular and so beloved by a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. Like they made five of these movies and I, I just, I wanted to, yeah, what did you see? Think, like, like, was I missing out on something? That's yeah, what I thought. exactly. That was my that's when my I question to you. So, like, you've heard of this movie. You've you've everybody in the world knows about these movies enough. So, like, this movie had such a cultural impact that it inspired like fan fiction writers, and one of those yeah. became another beloved series, Fifty Shades of Grey. Right. Um, what did you think? Like, did you understand a little bit more? Do you, like, I had no idea 
why this was as popular as it was. And before we before we get to to more of that, I would say part of the other reason I didn't understand is because the way the movie came off, its pace felt it two hours. It felt more like it was pacing for an ultra marathon. It felt like it was going for 40 hours. Uh-huh. If it was a TV show and those were the first two episodes of a 10-part season, then I would understand why it was so slow. See, but the fact that it was so slow for the whole two hours, it felt like a build. It didn't even feel like it was building up to something. It just felt like I was there. I was sort of like Bella and Edward, everyone in this movie. It just felt like I was there. There was nothing to it. I, th- I, I think you just touched on something really interesting, which is that like I think this movie could actually be a pretty good TV show. You know, That's like true. I think so too. Um, if like you said, if this was like maybe six episodes, hour an hour long, we could spend time with these characters and actually develop them and understand why they like each other so much. Um, yeah. The movie spent forty five minutes attempting to do that, but really it was just like stairs and. I don't know, dudes. They looked like they were trying to hold a shit in, some like so much. She looked so yeah. uncomfortable. She yeah. looked like I need to get the fuck out of here all the time. Um, and she's not. I will say a lot of people that watch this movie say that she's a bad actress. She's not. I've seen her in other movies and and other works, and she's a good actress. So to mm-hmm. see her in this be so confusing with her mouth. I was confused by because I've like I said I've seen you do other things to watch you do this yeah. is is frightening. So anyway, to Robert bring Pattinson it back, as well, you know, yeah, Robert he's Pattinson a good actor as well. He's an incredible actor. So it's strange what they're doing here. I also want to touch on one thing very quickly, which I think is actually kind of concerning about this movie. I was thinking about it constantly. Was that she is a child. Yeah, she's 16, 17. She's 16 or 17 years old. Yeah. She's a child and she's making these huge like sweeping notions saying like I want to be with you forever. When I was 17, I had no idea what I wanted. All I really wanted to do was smoke weed, go hang out with my friends, but she's over here like <laughs> I want to be with you forever. Whatever this is, all this gray, <laughs> I want this forever. <laughs> it makes no fucking sense. It made no sense. Maybe it was because Edward was so hot. Maybe that's why it was sort of a cultural phenomenon. Maybe because vampires, were, are they, they're not new, but maybe them being teenagers and hypersexualized was something that was new for people and so it, it I, sort of latched yeah, on there I, so yes. it, it kind of brought me like let's check out some of these critic reviews and see what the hell we were Absolutely. missing out on let's do so it we got we got a few of the critic ones and some of them stuck out to me i want to go through a couple so i pulled a few that are more recent believe it or not and then a few that were back when the, this movie was released okay. um, in the mid-2000s. So my favorite one is it was rated a 2.5 out of 4, which is just okay. And so the, the review, this is it. It says, it's critic proof. I have no idea what that means. 
I don't know what that means, but it's clearly not critic proof if you gave it a two two 2.5 out of 4. So <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you have some thoughts on the movie overall. Yes. If you didn't give it a perfect score, it's probably not critic proof. But I would say overall, a lot of the critic reviews hit on very similar tropes and tones and and generally give that same kind of score like a one and a half to two and a half seems to be the general sentiment from critics um this this other one here was from 2020 so a more recent one two and a half stars for hopeful adolescents and hopeless romantics alike this bizarrely quaint love story adapted from the first of a best-selling series of books by stephanie meyer will play the heartstrings like a harp okay I have, I have a couple things to say about this. I think it's interesting what he's touching on when he says hopeful adolescence and hope, hopeless romantics alike because I think it likens back to what you were saying before. Why do people why do people react so much to this? Um, and I think it's That's because it is for adolescent people. It is for right. you know people who've never actually been in love before or had a strong relationship with a person before. This is unfortunate because this is an example to them. And I think that's actually really sad because Edward's not a great guy to Bella. He's like gaslighting her. He's confusing her. He He's exerting control over her. You know, he's telling her what to do and what not to do. He's telling her to run away from her dad at one point. And yeah, I guess it is because there's some bloodthirsty vampires on the loose, but like, those are not great signs for a relationship. Um, no. And I disagree with it saying that it'll play the heartstrings like a harp. Because I'm not heartless, and I do enjoy like romantic comedies. This was not a love story. This is no. not a love story. It, it's something else entirely. We just talked about it. We, there was nothing to be heartstrung on. Like my, no, I, my, I, I never felt my like, heart oh, was not harping. Wow. No. Yeah. This was like, dude, this was almost like watching that scene in fucking Star Wars in the prequels when George Lucas is attempting to write romance between yeah. Hayden Christensen and uh, and I forget Natalie her name. Portman, Natalie Portman. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, my God, who wrote this? Is this like a 13 year old wrote this? They've never met another person in their life. They're like <laughs> laying down in the grass with the bantas. Which is exactly what they do in this movie. They're laying yeah, down in the, the grass like, oh, this is what romance yeah. is. Romance is just laying down together yeah. and not having an actual relationship with someone. Uh, yeah. But OK, what's the next one you got? So I'll, I'll do one more critic review. This one. I, I, Similar, right? Gave it a three out of five. Horror fans will find little to sink their teeth into, but it'll get tweenage hearts fluttering like orgasmic bats. What? I don't... Oh my I, God. But that's what we must have missed out on. I think you hit it 100%. At some point, the teenage audience just grasped and was all about this and really it really spoke to them and Mm -hmm. i think you again like you you hit the nail on the head it was just something that felt relatable or something that we maybe as teenagers thought we wanted Mm -hmm. we wanted the the love the lust the powerful sort of lover figure as i'm the one who you know should be swept off my feet 
carried yes. up a mountain. Someone should be protecting me from cars, doing everything. I should be the one completely taken care of while this you know, other lover, if it's another man or woman, comes in and totally takes care of me. And I wonder if that was a little bit like swooning for some folks. Roger Ebert said something interesting in his critique of this movie. And it's, I, I thought this was very poignant. You know, he says, should a woman fall in love with a man because he desires her so much? That's the extent of their relationship is that yeah. Edward literally tells him, he's like, you are the one that I want. Yeah. I want you so bad. I can't control myself. You know, again, huge red flags. That's like love yeah. bombing. You know, it's like, yeah. a, it's bad. Um, but when you're a teenager, you know, especially like a young teenage girl, I assume you do want to hear things like that. You want to hear something validating like that. And I think that it's very easy for tween hearts to think that this is what love is. I think that's actually really unhealthy and kind of scary. Um, Agreed. Speaking of scary, this movie is not scary. And it's no. about vampires. I think this movie not actually goes out of its way to make vampires look lame. <laughs> like every instance. Very. Yeah, even when they attack that man, the man that played Santa, when they attack that guy, it's not scary at all. And they rip, no. apparently they rip that man to shreds. But I don't know, the way they move, you know, with like this weird it's shadow so behind, like, do, 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 yeah. do, 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 like, it's so yeah. stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. When They dude, move when, like they're in the Matrix. <laughs> whenever I watch, like, whenever they show him jumping and stuff, he just looks so lame. It almost seems as if the critics are okay with how bad the movie is because it's geared towards teenagers, and that's not an excuse for a movie to be this bad. So let's get to some of the audience ones. Here, a lot of five-star reviews, no surprise. So five-star review here. I got distracted a bit, but overall, great movie. Edward is a little pasty, though. Five stars. <laughs> a little pasty what? <laughs> <laughs> he pasted his pants for sure. For sure, time, man. man. Robert Pattinson is actually cute in this flick. <laughs> F-L-I-K-K. <laughs> Loving Taylor Lautner's hair. Wish I was Bella. Five stars. I'm glad they bring up Taylor Lautner because this movie sure does not. <laughs> he no. just fucking shows well, up randomly. Taylor Lautner brings up Taylor Lautner. Hey, don't forget about me. He wolves. does. He just shows up. He's like, hey, I'm here. Yeah. Remember me? Walking out yeah, of the and, woods. And the wolves, right? <laughs> Anyone smell that? Smells like wolf. I will say, <laughs> I, I'm Tate Jacob, dude. I like Jacob. I don't know yet. I guess uh, we'll get there. Vampires don't sparkle in the sunlight. Shit movie, one star. <laughs> I love this take when people say something like, like, like you were saying it earlier too, like vampires don't do this. Vampires do this. Like, no, they don't. They're not real. What? <laughs> they can do whatever they want in the movies. <laughs> okay. Vampires aren't real. Okay. <laughs> whatever. So you're, you're, you're also telling me the tooth fairy that came a couple weeks ago and gave me change for one mm -hmm. of my teeth that fell out isn't real too? Okay. I mean. Whatever, dude. Here's another review right here. And I think this is probably the best of the fan reviews. Yes. It completely pisses on all vampire mythology. Yes, its characters are 
mostly miserably acted. And yes, the plot is about as solid as refried beans. But there is a certain kind of endearingly juvenile awkwardness about it and an upbeat energy. I don't agree with that. Helped no. largely by the soundtrack, which soundtrack is actually, terrible. Uh, I was going to say Which makes bad. it a fun, entertaining flick. Three stars. I was going to say the soundtrack is actually not bad. Because there's, the like, there's Radiohead in it. There is, But it's not a vampire romance soundtrack for no, teenagers. You're right. you're right. You're right. Yeah. It doesn't mix with the movie. So those are sort of the reviews overall. What would you give this movie? You know, you can rate it by, you know, the different areas that we critique. Or just overall, what are you giving it Rotten Tomato style? All right. If I had to give – how do you want to break this down, John? How do you want to break down the rating here? Should I, should I rate the plot and then the characters as well, you know, like individually? You want to do an overall? I think you should rate each of the different areas, and you can use whatever ranking as you want. If okay. If you want to use tortillas as your ranking, go for it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Plot-wise – Yep. Does not do very well. I will give this okay. I will give this I'm gonna choose to rate this by slices of pizza. Okay. I like that. Let's say that there's eight slices of pizza and a full pizza. This yeah. movie gets I'm... four slices of pizza. Wow. So it's half a pizza. Half a pizza. That's really deep because I agree that it is sort of half a pizza, right? It doesn't make the full pie. No, There's, exactly. It's missing a lot. Exactly. It's missing. A I think lot. we might have just stumbled onto something here, but yeah. Uh, characters wise, <laughs> characters, <laughs> um, they're not very engaging. No, they're not very well developed. Mm-mm. I love me Charlie, but Charlie yeah. is not enough to carry this film. Um, I'm gonna give characters three slices of pizza. No, wait. Mm. Actually, I rescind that because I think that. Plot-wise, character-wise. Yeah, I'll give it three. I'll give it three. Three okay. slices of pizza. I will double down okay. on that. Pace, horrible. You get one slice of pizza for this one. That's it. That's all you're getting. And it's not even like one of the big New York slices either. It's a small no. slice of pizza. It's the one that, you know, like, that your girlfriend chooses first because it's the smallest right. one of the pie, you know? They're like, I'm yeah. going to start small. I'm going to get the little one. But then they go for yeah. seconds anyways. Yeah. Just and get thirds. the bigger yeah. slice of pizza regardless. Right. One slice of pizza engagement this one's tough because i was engaged because i was having a blast watching this movie yeah it was so fucking funny yeah i'm gonna give it i think everybody needs to see this movie because it's fucking hilarious uh i'm gonna give it six slices of pizza everybody that's a lot of pizza (laughs) that's a lot of pie overall overall i'm gonna give this movie six slices of Wow. Wait, it's out of eight, right? That's Never mind. Out of Actually, eight. Oh, okay. I was going to say, holy I cow. Whoa. I'll give it five. Five slices. Okay. Mm-hmm. Still, that's quite a few slices of pizza. Um, yeah. I would say plot. I would, I would go similar plot. I would say four slices. Characters, one slice. Pace, the crust of a slice. Engagement, I agree. <laughs> Six. <laughs> engagement i would agree six six slices overall i'm gonna give it four and a half i, I would give it four slices of pizza five okay. i'll get i'll give it five slices of pizza it's it's there and it's only because of the engagement factor because i am all in and i agree if you haven't seen it 
you're a loser at this point because everyone's seen it on the planet. Um, the last person to see it, I think, was me. I cannot so, believe that. That's so funny. Insane. Um, what do you got? So as you're going through, let us know how many slices of pizza you'd give this movie. What do you guys think? Let us know <laughs> on social, on our Discord, at Pod. And uh, breaking news for you, you're going to have to join us next week because we've decided we're going through all these Twilight movies. Oh, yeah. They're that good. I'm Matt, so six excited. Six slices of pizza on engagement. We're going through so every excited. single one, all five of them. Be there John, with us for the journey. Before we wrap this all up, though, I want to ask yeah. you, are you Team Jacob or are you Team Edward? Based on this film alone, because I think this film alone, this film alone, I'm going to ask you the same thing next time. Um and we'll see if our answers change, you know? We'll see okay. what happens. So, are you Team Jacob? Are you Team Edward? Well, since I literally know nothing about Jacob, right now I'm Team Edward. Um, so, that could change. I don't know. I will use... I've never seen him. I will use your same reasoning and say, that's why I'm Team Jacob. Because <laughs> <laughs> you met Edward. <laughs> this dude, Jacob, can't be as bad. <laughs> Cannot be as bad. Let us know. Also, let us know if you're Team Edward, Team Jacob on the social, on Twitter, on Discord. Let us know. Um, And uh, we're looking forward to having you guys on the Twilight bandwagon. So uh, make sure. We appreciate you guys listening. Make sure you download, like, follow us uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, remember, we gave it both five slices of pizza. But at the end of the day, everyone's Everyone's a real real critic. critic. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, guys. (laughs)